Good morning, Christian Life Church family. The pandemic has struck once again. Um, just been under the weather this past week, and I'm sure it's just really bad allergies. I'm coughing uh, pretty much all the time, and uh, my voice isn't that strong. And and uh, anyway, if I go out in public, everybody like gets really scared around me because uh, I sound really sick. I don't think I am. Uh, but uh, as we've asked everybody in our congregation, if you have any of the signs, just stay home and uh, feel better and then, then come back to church once you're all clear and, and uh, ready to go again. So uh, feel healthy and strong other than a cough. Um, and again, a cough these days uh, matters tremendously. So uh, I'm going to do my best to, to preach this quickly to you and um, get God's Word inside of you. And I did not want to miss this weekend because it's such uh, an important passage of Scripture that Mark just read for us. And so we're going to dive into uh, Romans chapter 8 here in just a moment. But it is one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. And we all have our favorites, don't we? A uh, lot of favorite things in life. We're from Chicago, so chances are uh, you have a favorite pizza. Uh, you have your favorite TV shows, your favorite spot on the couch to watch those shows. You have your favorite clothes. Maybe it's a pair of shoes or a pair of jeans or a shirt that you really like. You, um, you have your uh, favorite child. I'm just kidding. No, you you probably don't. Well, Leslie does, but I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but but there's a lot of favorites in life, and, and uh, whenever I'm reading God's Word, I'm always like, well, that's my favorite. But really, if I had to pick a favorite chapter in the Bible, it would be Romans chapter 8. Because in Romans chapter 8, Paul is describing everything that we have in Christ up to this point. Um, he has been mentioning so much about God's plan from the beginning that even though we were lost in sin, that God's plan was to come and forgive us and to make us righteous. And that just as uh, sin entered the world through one man, that man being Adam, so uh, righteousness comes through one man, that being Jesus, and that we can have uh, a partake in that together. And so he's been kind of laying the foundation all of Romans, Romans 1 through 7. And then he gets to chapter 8 and he talks about all of the great things that we have in God because of God's plan from the very beginning and all that Jesus has done for us. And so it really is a powerful, powerful chapter because it talks about who we are in Christ and all the benefits that we have. And, um, and so I want to look at uh, Romans chapter 8 that Mark read for us and I, I want us to dive in and look at a few things that God is trying to teach us. Now when I was writing my book Simple Bible I immediately went to Romans chapter 8 because I knew that the, that chapter would have the verse that I want and I actually chose Romans 8:28. It's a familiar passage that you all know but it'll be on the screen and so this is that uh, that verse Romans 8:28. We know that God works all things together for good for the ones who love God, for those who are called according to His purpose. That God works all things together for our good. Not some things, not a few things, but all things. Even in the midst of a pandemic, God 
makes all things good. That's our God, and that's his promise in his word to you and to me. It's such a great promise, right? That every situation, every circumstance of our life has already been assigned an outcome, and that outcome is good. That's the heart of God for you that God is working things together for good. Every area of your life, every situation that you face, God says it's going to be good. That, that means spiritually, mentally, physically, God has good things planned for us. And in Romans chapter eight, there are five things that, that God wants us to know. And so I want you to, to kind of follow along with me in these five things that God wants us to know. And the first one is that there is no condemnation. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, period. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are new. You are made righteous through Christ. When you are in Christ, He's at work in you. Uh, making you a new creation. That God is making you righteous. This isn't something you're doing on your own, but it's something that God is doing for you. That there's no condemnation. And so when God's at work in our life, let's cooperate with Him. Don't cooperate with the enemy. The enemy's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Don't cooperate with Him. Cooperate with the God who's making you righteous. And that's the first thing God wants you to know, that there's no condemnation. He's at work inside of you, making you righteous. The second thing that God wants us to know is that you are dead to sin. You're dead to sin. You don't belong to sin anymore. You belong to God. The, the point was made in the first uh, chapters of, of Romans that, yes, we have all sinned, but that we no longer are a slave to sin, that Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death, that we are free from the power of sin in our life. Before we knew Christ, yes, we were lost in our sin, and, and sin was our master. It was our landlord. It could come knocking on the door demanding that you pay up, but now we don't belong to sin anymore. When it knocks on the door, you don't have to answer, and you don't have to pay. Now, there are going to be times in life where we fall down and, and we sin. And, and if you fall down, you don't stay where you fell down. You get back up. You don't belong to sin anymore. And so if something happens, you just confess your sin and, and you, you don't belong to that sin. You belong to Christ. Don't let that, that sin control you. There's no condemnation. He's making you righteous. You've been set free from the power of sin. You don't belong to sin anymore. The third thing is that God is on your side. God is on your side. In verse 31 it says, if God be for us, who can be against us? God is on your side. Some of you are in the battle of your life. You are in a, a storm that just seems like it's, it's not going to stop. You don't know if you're going to make it. But I want to tell you that you are not alone. You are not alone in the battle. That God is for you that God is with you. And if God's for you, who can be against you? Which leads us to the next one, number four, that, that we are victorious. We're victorious. In verse 37, it says we are more than conquerors. Listen, Jesus has already won the battle. How do we fight our battles? We fight our battles through prayer and worship and calling on God. That, that we have victory in the name of Jesus. So we are more than conquerors. Not that 
we conquer, it's that he conquer and he says, hey, you can partake in my victory. And so you are more than a conqueror, no matter how you feel, no matter what the world says, you are more than a conqueror. Jesus is giving you the victory, which leads us to, to number five. And, and the fifth thing God wants you to know is that there is nothing that can separate you from God. There's nothing that can separate you from God. Romans chapter 8, 37 through 39 says, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not death or life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers or height or depth or any other thing that is created, but in these things we win a sweeping victory through the one who saved us, the one who loved us. Nothing can separate you from God. No sickness, no pandemic, no lack, no loss, no sin, no setback. Nothing can separate you from God. We have a dear friend who's gone on to be with the Lord, but he was a regular at Christian Life sharing uh, the pulpit and, and preaching. His name was Dr. Ken Marcus. And, and we miss Dr. Ken. He went home to be with Jesus just a little while ago. And, and I remember where he would come and preach. Anytime he would preach, it was always so profound, so deep, so wonderful. And I'll, I'll never forget one time he was sharing a story where he uh, was counseling a young man who had come in to see him. And, and this young man was so convinced that uh, the things that he had done and separated him from God. And so the the uh, the young man was saying, I'm so far from God. You know, God can't find me and he's done this and that. And, I'm just, I've drifted, I'm so far away from God and uh, God can never take me back. He'll never find me. I, I'm, I'm so far, just on and on. And uh, finally, uh, Dr. Marcus just stopped him and said, where the heck did you go? You know, it's like, you, you think you can get away from God? You think you can run away from God? You think you're so far from God that you're so separated from God? No, there, there's nowhere you can go to be that separated from God. It says in Psalm 139, verse seven through 10, where could I go to get away from your spirit? Where could I go to escape your presence? If I went up to heaven, you'd be there. If I went down to the grave, you'd be there too. If I could fly on the wings of the dawn, stopping to rest only uh, on the far side of the ocean, even there, your hand would guide me. Even there, your strong hand would hold me tight. Listen, God's got you. He created you. He loves you. He's got you. God's got you. It's time to start believing and acting like God loves you and, and, and that his word is true. Start believing that. Start acting like that. Start holding on to that, that, that God loves you and that his word is true. Uh, this past week on Facebook, uh, it just was so hot out, I said, I'm thankful for air conditioners. I just, I just wrote that out and man, that took off. Everybody said they were thankful for air conditioning. There's something great about air conditioning. One time our air conditioning uh, wasn't working real well and uh, it just it seemed like it was just pumping but, but nothing was coming out. And um, I remember what uh, a, a repair guy said one time. It's like, did you check the filter? Have you, have you checked the filter? And it's like, man, that filter makes a big difference. When you change that filter, 
all of a sudden it starts working a little better, a little easier because filters change the atmosphere of the home. Uh, it, it cleans up the home. It, it allows the, the, um, the, the air conditioning to function better. It's just, it's something good when you change the filters. And, and, and again, so that's a good thing, you know, so air conditioning works well and it costs less and all those things. Changing that filters matters in air conditioner, but it, it matters in our life too. And sometimes we need to change the filter. Look at the screen. Everyone has an eternal filter where we process information and the experiences of life. See, we need a filter in our soul to kind of process what's coming in, what's going out. Uh, we need to allow the good stuff to come in and circulate in our life. And that's why we need to look at things like Romans chapter 8. That's why we have to look at what God wants us to know, what God speaks to us through His Word. We need His filter for our life. Because we don't want the negative or, or the broken things or the disappointing things to be the filter of our life. No, we want God's word. We want to know what he said, that we're forgiven, that we're strong, that we're in Christ, that we're victorious, that we're loved. We want those things to be our filter. And, and it says in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, um, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. We need to filter things according to God's word in our life. Not how we feel, but what God's word says. Look at the screen right now. It says how you filter something impacts how you feel about something. How you filter something impacts how you feel about something. The right filter will help you feel brave instead of scared, confident instead of inadequate, uh, thankful instead of offended. You can pursue instead of holding back because you have the right filter. So what God says in his word must be our filter. Not our feelings, not what others say, not the stories we tell ourselves, but God and his word alone. You need to see your approval and not seek your approval. I want to tell you, when you look at God's word and you filter your life through God's word, just through what we read, just those five things in Romans chapter 8, it really begins to change us. And that's the good news of God's word. Just in one chapter of the Bible, let alone all the chapters of the Bible. That's the good news. And I want to tell you this week, no matter what's happening in your life, nothing can separate you from God. We've tried to save uh, the end of each service for a time of prayer. And so we're going to uh, go to a time of prayer and, and there'll just be some quiet music playing by the worship team. And I'm going to ask you uh, to spend some time in prayer these last few minutes. I don't know how much time's left, but but the clock will tell you and, and Pastor Merrill will come up and, and uh, he'll dismiss you with the blessing of the Lord. But I want to spend a few moments in prayer and I want to pray for uh, some specific things and, and uh, just when you think about these things, pray for them. I want to pray, uh, first of all, pray for yourself. That if you feel separated from God, if there's one of those five things that you just, you're just concerned that, man, I'm not... I don't feel close to God. I want to tell you, you are close to God. He's a prayer away. 
Just come to Him right now in prayer. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Draw near to God today. I also want to pray for those that during these uh, past few months probably have felt alone, have felt separated. I, I think of, of people that are um, not able to come to church and maybe they've been isolated in their homes this whole time. Maybe it's somebody who's been in a nursing home and, and, and they're not even allowed a visitor. And, and maybe somebody comes to visit at the window, but maybe nobody even comes to visit them. I want you to pray for those that, that are isolated during this time because there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. So, so pray that they know the love of God during these times. Another group we need to pray for are our prisoners who aren't allowed to have any guests. Um, we have people in our church that minister in jails all around the area and they can't go in and they can't minister during this season. Did you know that we have brothers and sisters in Christ on the inside walls of a prison, that there's a church on the inside of prisons and, and yet they, they don't have anybody coming in to help them, to lead them. But nothing can separate them from the love of God. Pray for, pray for them during this time. Uh, pray for those that uh, are on the front lines during this time. So many people in so many professions that they had to go to work. They're frontline workers. Uh, they didn't get to stay home and they've been pressing through and, and doing a very difficult job, a lot of them, without any recognition. And, and I want you to pray for those frontline workers, just whoever comes to your mind, those people that just never, never had a downtime and probably had to work even harder during this time. And, it, and it's a little overwhelming that, that nothing will separate them from the love of God. And so we're just gonna go into a time of prayer. Just think about those people that might be separated right now, or maybe yourself that you feel separated from God. Just spend some time in prayer and uh, we'll allow the Holy Spirit to kind of lead us in this prayer time and in our conclusion today.